So, uh, yeah, it gives me great pleasure to uh, welcome back to the show. You're on a couple of years ago. We'll get into that in a moment. But I've got Emma uh, from the band Dying Wish on the show. Welcome, Emma. Thank you for having me. Glad to be back. Yes, absolutely. My pleasure. Um, yeah, like I said, for, you, you were on the show um, two years ago, around this time two years ago, to promote your, your first album, uh, which was mm-hmm. Fragments of a Bitter Memory, which still on my playlist um <laughs> and awesome. and you guys are about to release uh, a new album in november um called symptoms of survival um again on sharp Time records this is your second album um mm-hmm. and that's what we're here to talk about today really uh so you've you've already hit people with four tracks from the album um in no particular order for those that want to go listen to it it's watch my promise die path to your grave Torn from your silhouette. I love that title. Um, and lost in the fall. Um, those are the four current ones that are available. I'm sure some more will be coming available before the album's launched. Are you planning any more? Um, no, we have like a visualizer teaser for um, the title track, the opening track, the yep. day that the record comes out. And then um, we have a music video coming out on the day that our tour starts in Tampa. Uh, with Boundaries, Foreign Hands, and Roman Candle for Path to Your Grave. Excellent. My former yes. stomping ground, Tampa. Um, <laughs> nice. I, used to, I lived there. I lived over in Florida for a little bit. And, uh, yeah, Tampa was where I was living. So um, what, what, nice. what venue are you playing there? I haven't got that in front of me. but um, We're playing the Orpheum. Oh, the yeah. New Orpheum. The yeah. New, yep, cool. It's down in, um, yep, down downtown Tampa. Um, yeah, that's cool. That's a good venue. I like that venue, so... Mm-hmm. sounds good i wish i was still over there sometimes um yeah <laughs> especially i love tampa it's my favorite city to play in florida for sure so oh, amazing well it's got it's got a good reputation or it's got the reputation for the the whole death metal scene yeah. that kicked off there and um and yeah i mean the metal, when i was there the the metal scene between all the local bands was really good it was really kind of supportive of each other and everything as well um mm-hmm. so and it's it's a lot of the bands are still going thankfully um and i still keep in touch with them as and when um but yeah very no, cool. tampa was very good for the metal scene i feel so um <laughs> but yeah i mean uh with your guys new album um obviously um not everyone's heard all the I've been fortunate enough to hear all the tracks. Uh, there's a couple I, I really love. The ones you released, I've been loving as they've been coming out. Um, but uh, Tongues of Lead um, is one of my favourites. I love that awesome. one. Awesome. Um, and Pray For Me as well. Uh, really awesome. love that track. Um, not to say the other tracks aren't any good, but those are the ones that immediately sort of like came at me. Uh, especially Tongues of Lead, where it came in with that sort of real heavy breakdown straight away and everything. And it was... Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I think those songs are like what people are afraid that the LP is going to be missing because it's not what the singles are. Mm. But so I think people are going to be really pleasantly surprised when they hear those songs. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. That was one thing I was going to say was with the songs you've released, they are um, different from your previous, you know, d- you know, previous release. Um, although you hinted mm-hmm. on it on the first album. Um, and it's, it's, it was, it was good. Like I say, I've, I've I'm a fan of your band. I'm just going to say that now. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> so I've been, I've been following you for a few years and watching you sort of like um, sort of grow in stature and grow in music style as well, which is really good. It's sort of, it's one of those things where like a lot of bands can find a formula and sort of stick with it and make it work for themselves. And there are a lot of bands that do that out there, but um, also bands that like to push and find, find what, where they're comfortable 
Um, and I feel with this album, I don't know if it's if it is what, how you guys feel, but it feels like you found uh, a groove, if you will, with this one. Like it's it sort of it feels. Oh yeah. Like with first albums, generally, I always look at those as like you know that's sort of the five or three four years previous of demos come together so they've had mm-hmm. time to kind of form and, and, and it's sort of an exploration into where you guys are going um and when it comes to your sort of second album which is one often people say the difficult second album um it's really where bands sort of like to try and find their sound or really feel like they found something that they've you know wanting to go with um has that right. been, has that been the case with you guys yeah absolutely um, I think it was just really helpful to have the experience of writing a record under our belts. Like, yeah. because like fragments was good, you know, I like it, but like, to me, it felt very much like the experience of us writing a first record. And then like, it gave us the opportunity to be like, okay, like we started here, but now you know, now we know what to expect. Now we know what we want to accomplish and like, how do we get here? Yeah. So that was the process of writing symptoms of survival is like, you know, we're not necessarily like changing our sound a whole lot, but we're kind of like elevating it and amplifying it. And so we were much more determined and much more goal oriented and knew what we wanted to accomplish going into doing this record. Nice. Nice. And that's good. I mean, that's good in itself. Like, cause a lot of like, when I say the first albums, when it comes to writing one of those, it's often led by what your influences are, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So it often does sound sometimes like other bands or your interpretation of another band or collective of bands between the the four or five of you. And um, yeah, like I said, with this one, it doesn't sound any particular, like it doesn't sound like another sort of, you know, hardcore band, metalcore band. It sounds like something that... You know, it sounds like Dying Wish, if you will. It has right. that kind of, you have almost a signature on it now, which yeah. will obviously progress and build as you sort of progress in your career and everything. Um, but yeah, I know it was just something when I was, because I've had it on kind of, I've actually had it on repeat, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> I love and, that. And, and I had, I did play my, back myself the first album as well. And, and it, it, it feels a lot more, um, I guess the word is mature when it comes to songwriting. Um, obviously, with the first first time you did tackle um, the sort of mental health aspects of everything, because I think we were just coming out of of COVID at that point, so it was very mm-hmm. forefront. Yeah, it was twenty twenty one, so it was very like you know in the front of everyone's brain of 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 that sort of experience. And now we've had time to kind of almost digest it. I, mean, I don't think we're quite over it. I don't think we're, <laughs> we will be for a while. Yeah. But um, you know, there's there's like and and you can I can feel that in your writing. Like there's there's some aspect of that, and and obviously with the the title being um, symptoms of survival, it kind of it does play on that side of it as well. Um, was that mm-hmm. something that you guys wanted to sort of keep going with the sort of that sort of um, topic within your music? Yeah, I mean, I don't think I'll ever not talk about like personal things or like mental health or like things like that. But I did think that it was really important to cover you know, my growth within my life and my situations in the past three years since we did the first record, you know, the process of sharing fragments really helped me, you know, process and get through a lot of things in my life. And I feel I'm in a better place. And I, you know, I know that it's important for people to hear things that relate to like 
about depression, but I also think that it's important for people to hear things about getting better too. Um, so like wanted to write about that, but like without making it like quote unquote corny, I guess. Um, so that, that was a lot of it, but also just like a lot of it is realism, you know, um, about the suffering in the world. And, um, it's a lot less like, it's a lot less depressing and a lot more of just like, this is the circumstance. Like, you know, um, I think it makes it a little bit more palatable and digestible. Um, but I, I also liked writing it from a little bit of a different experience, like a perspective that way too. Yeah. No, definitely. I mean, it definitely comes across that way. And, and like I say, the sort of more palatable aspects, obviously, um, it, it becomes more relatable uh, for a lot of people because obviously you can have, obviously it's from your perspective um, of of the situations and, and things of all that kind of stuff. But if you make it more, I guess, I guess the word broad is the word, um, sort of across more spectrums um, and sort of being able to write that as well, that's that's the key because mm-hmm. obviously you can be like as an artist most of them are self-centered they like to write about themselves and and express their feelings and things like that which is you know totally valid i've been in that position i still am i'm making music again so you know i'm in that position and and it it you know and and then to be able to do that and then make it more relatable because obviously your personal experience is one thing you can tell people about your experiences but you know someone else you know a lot of people may not have ever had that particular experience like being in a band for instance and things mm-hmm. you might encounter doing that um within the music industry coming out of of what we did in covid and how like the music industry changed and how the music situation changed how many venues disappeared how many more sort of like opened up or attempted to open up and all that kind of stuff all the sort of protocols you've now got to follow um and that put it does weigh heavy because you're like what do i do now what if i get this wrong what if i say something or do something that <laughs> that suddenly yeah. alienates me um but, right but having that more broader kind of like perspective on it is really good because it kind of really does open up to everyone right like um for example the title track symptoms of survival yeah um this song and um i believe kiss of judas uh I still am stuck on working titles in my brain. Um, Those songs are written about war from the perspective of either a soldier or people who are most disenfranchised by war. And like, I obviously have never been to war. I'm not a soldier, you know, but like I wanted to exercise my writing ability and being able to write about the experience of someone thinking that they're doing the right thing, going to war, realizing that, you know, they're just a victim of control and this machine and they're, you know, inevitably like heart, like harming other people, but you have to do what you have to survive in that moment. And so like, that was like a concept for me where I was like, can I write like this? You know? So, and you know, a, a lot of people aren't going to be able to relate to that, but it is just objectively art, you know, yeah, kind of like yeah. watching a Quentin Tarantino movie or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, so I, I wanted to try it. Yeah. yeah. And um, what, um, did you do any kind of research into that or was it sort of more, you just mentally put yourself in that sort of situ? Both. Um, okay. Watched a lot of media um, yep. interviews, 
um, mostly just watching like movies or <clears throat> there was this thing called like the soft white underbelly. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it's like, you know, people talking about like their experiences and, yeah. you know, they've been in prison or done this. And it's like being able to like put myself in someone else's shoes for a moment and think differently. Cool. No, I mean, it's, uh, it's really, I mean, yeah, like I said, it's, 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 it's a brave move. I'll give you that as well. Yeah. Um, it's not, it's <laughs> not, you. it's not, um, it's not something that people would take in like straight away, like coming from a sort of artistic angle. It's, it's, I, I feel that's a really like, you know, it is good because obviously what's going on at the moment in the world, what's just kicked off in fact, um, and what's been yeah. going on in, in, in the Ukraine and Russia and things like that. And, and, and it's just sort of, it's, yeah, I mean, it's there it's there and it's and it needs to be talked about it needs to be because mm-hmm. you know i've got i've got children and and they see it on the news or their friends are talking about it or whatever and they're talking about it in school and they, they come home and ask questions i myself never been in in war never joined the armed forces or anything like that i have friends that how are in the armed forces um back in tampa we had neighbors that were in the um the air force and things that i work with various u.s army people um and veterans and um and my family does have sort of history of obviously world war one two yeah around these parts um and you know and there are stories you know that that have been passed through sort of generations and stuff so you know you can kind of i give my kids the sort of the the spectrum of that and and they can sort of take that as they want when it comes to that and obviously they know that fighting isn't great (laughs) right on that nobody wins in war i think that's the main thing we need to talk about no know. exactly exactly the only way to win is not to play you know uh, yep. on that front and i think that what was that from war games i don't know if you've seen that movie yeah. from the 80s um it teach the computer to play tic-tac-toe um but yeah no it was um yeah it is it is an awful situation at the moment and it's um you know it i don't know i don't know where to put it because it like, you know you see it i see it on television and you don't know what perspective to take when you come off the television because one way's telling one story, the other one's telling the other story, and you're just kind of like, not that I want to take sides, but you know, why? Why is this happening? You know, what is the right? What is the reasoning behind all this? But yeah, I, not not to talk about this forever because no, I right. could talk about it forever. But I, you, I think that it's important when it says if you uh, if you mourn the loss of a civilian on one side more than the other, then propaganda is working on you. Yes, and like. I don't think that the issue here, like, obviously none of us wants civilians to die. Um, and like, and for anyone to stoop to any level and think that that's what the general people want yeah. is in, inaccurate. There's it's everything else going on, which is just so convoluted and just terrifying. Yeah. But yeah. And anyways, I digress. <laughs> yes. Yes. No, I mean, it's yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like I say, I mean, it's just going to be documented in in wherever the podcast history goes into but it's um yeah it, it's it, it's an awful situation um but yeah i mean obviously let's let's talk about your music and your band a bit more. Mm-hmm. um <laughs> yeah so obviously you mentioned you've got a tour coming up um and is that is that across the sort of states tour or are you bring it over to europe um it's for us yeah. um but i guarantee you we will be in europe at least once next year okay yes is mm-hmm. that is that cryptic or is that confirmed or is that like you can't um say i mean i can't like say anything yet okay. like All i right. can't like spill the beans on like details but 
the plan is to be in Europe next year for sure. Okay, cool. Excellent. Well, I do. Mm-hmm. I, I want to come see you guys. Um, and I think, uh, play, did you play the UK recently? Is it? We did with Counterparts in that May. It. That was it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I can't remember. I can't remember my excuse for not going, but. Um, <laughs> we'll I, be back yeah. yes no i was gonna say next time you're here I'm, I'm 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 attending more shows than i was before and health being the main sort of concern of mine at the moment we'll see how that goes um oh, it's nothing I'm major. sorry to hear that it's all right it's nothing major it's just inconvenient that's all um so it's, it's understood yeah yeah i was gonna say <laughs> what what have you done to your fingers uh, obviously um i had to get surgery because i had my tendon severed in my hand oh shit okay yeah, so I it's I can't bend my hand more than that. Oh wow! Okay. So I'm working on it, but yeah, yeah I feel you. Just inconvenient. Yeah. Yeah, it's just inconvenient. Mine's mine's more of a back problem, so it's just sort of oh. you know physio and all that kind of stuff. And I'm on multiple sort of tablets at the moment, so it's just kind of oh yeah. sorry. Yeah, it's all right. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so obviously, um, with this tour, um, what what can um what can the fans expect from it? Obviously you're going to be playing stuff off your first album and things like that, but you know, how much of the second album are you going to be exposing the people to? Um, a lot of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, a majority of it. Um, there's just so many songs off of that that are going to be fun live. Um, you know, four out of 11 songs, which means about half of the songs we're going to play off the record are already out. So okay. I think people are at least already going to know them. Yeah. Um, and like, we're just really proud of this stuff. Um, we're going to play a couple songs off of fragments, like maybe definitely play fragments innate and hollowed, cool. but, um, there's that. And also if you want to stick around, we've talked about the possibility of playing a song from the split Ooh. at the end. So, Maybe we'll see. Okay. We'll see how that goes. We haven't rehearsed it yet, so okay. I don't know the words. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Well, that's something to look forward to on that. Um, so um, I've got one question left for you. If that's all right, I mean, I'll let you get on with the rest of your evening or day. What time is it there? Okay. It's like one. It's like one. Okay. Cool. I think. All right. Yeah. <laughs> A few hours behind me, then that's fine. Um, so. Basically, because I, I think the first time around when I had you on, I asked you, I think the three records that were most pivotal for you and your sort of hobbies away from music, which are my standard kind of like enders. So I had to think of another one because you've already answered that. Um, so mm-hmm. what I would like to find out actually is who would you sort of love to work with in music? So if you could like have a guest on the album or, or, or write songs with, with another band or someone like that, who would you love to work with? Who would be your sort of like ultimate um, it would be Adam D and Howard Jones. Okay. And that's Killswitch, isn't it? Yeah. So Howard, um, the other vocalist that's not Jesse that yes. was in Killswitch. And yeah. then um Adam D who has been in Killswitch. Yeah. Um he produces records. Uh so I just think it would be really cool to work with both of them. Cool, cool. Yeah, I mean when you say Howard Jones in this country, there is an eighties pop star called Howard Jones. Yeah, so often, that's funny. There's there's a, a mayoral, mayoral candidate here named Howard Jones, so I oh, see wow. the signs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. No, I'd, I'd love to hear that, actually. That would be a great contrast in, in, in sort of vocal styles and things, like especially with his 
his sort of huge range that he has. Mm, I um, love it. He's like my number one. Yeah, he was. I, I loved him in Kill Switch. I love him with. Um, is it Pass the Torch? Light the torch. Light the torch. That was it. Sorry. Yeah. Um, no, that's okay. <laughs> um, I, I love that. Like him in that, and and when they when Kill Switch got Jesse back, and then they did um, the track together. That, yeah. That was that was amazing. I don't know why that's kind of like. I don't know if it got like. I don't know. It doesn't feel like it got enough exposure than it should have. Like it's a great it's a great track. The video is fantastic because it teases it and bring it. And, but yeah, just that like that moment of having like the original singer, the guy that replaced him, and then the original singer come back and pass it mm-hmm. back over and stuff. And it was just like it was literally like they were passing the torch. I think that's where I got that from. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. I mean, that would be great. I mean, if that ever happens for you, that would be amazing. Um, yeah. You know, and and hopefully it will. I would love to hear that on that front. But. Um, Emma, thank you very much. Um, I appreciate your time. Good luck with the album and the tour. Um, hopefully, I will be seeing you guys over in the UK um, when you come over here, hopefully sometime next year or whenever you have it planned. Um, mm-hmm. But I will try and be there. Um, and, yeah, you have a good rest of your day. Thank you so much for having me, and I will see you soon. Thank you. My pleasure. Bye-bye. Alrighty. Bye.